are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, January 8th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As expected, today's show is part two of a recent crossover episode that I recorded with Nolan Bianchi and Ethan Smith of Lockdown Red Wings. And it was a lot of fun, a great conversation. We we went on for about uh, over an hour, actually. Uh, and I know that throughout the course of the season, we're going to be recording a bunch more together, doing a bunch of crossovers and previews on the matchups and whatnot. So definitely excited to do that. And I hope you all enjoy part two of our conversation. All right, before we get into our uh, division rival preview to close things out with Jack Bushman from the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, I got to tell you to head on over to the Lockdown NHL podcast because we're getting ready for the start of the regular season with Sarah Avampato and the Lockdown NHL preview series. Previews all 31 teams, division by division, and who to pick up and who to drop in your fantasy leagues, courtesy of Lockdown Fantasy host Scott Cullen. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Ethan, we're back. Did you have okay. a question before we went into break? Because I thought you were going to say something. Yes. Or Okay, yes. go ahead. This question should have been asked in um, part one of the interview, but I forgot <laughs> about it. Uh, it happens. Yeah. Well, it's just another quick deal that I didn't really understand at the time. But uh, I think it's kind of worked out at the same for both teams. The trading, the young right shot, bigger defenseman in uh Yoki Haru for Nylander I kind of thought that he Yoki Haru was gonna kind of jump into that top four and kind of be there with um crap who's uh Blowquist I thought that was kind of gonna kind of be the future of yeah. this team and then it's kind of a gamble to go out and get Nylander at this point with what he did in Buffalo what what was your thinking on that yeah, for sure, an interesting trade by Stan and a one-for-one one swap too. The thing about Henry Yoki Haru, addicted you, to one-for-ones that he doesn't right, win. Right, <laughs> The thing about Henry Yoki Haru was uh, he was kind of a Quenville guy. Quenville really liked him early on in the season, and once we got rid of Quenville, it kind of seemed like he fell out of favor with Jeremy Calliton. He wasn't receiving the same minutes or the same opportunities once Calliton came in, and the Blackhawks have had a lot of defenseman prospects in their system for the last three or four years. Adam Boquist, first-round pick. Nicholas Bodan, another first-round pick. Ian Mitchell, a guy who's just arriving on the scene now, a second-round pick. And with that surplus of young defensemen, I think we kind of saw the logjam that was going to come there. And I think we 
understood that Yoki Haru didn't work as well in Jeremy Colleton's scheme. So I think they tried to just get what they could as best in return for him. But Nylander was a huge gamble. I mean, the guy wasn't even really doing well in the AHL when he was with Buffalo. And I'll tell you, watching Alex, those Dylan Strom vibes, <laughs> watching, watching Alex Nylander. No, he's not even close to Strom. Watching Alex Nylander is painful. It's painful because. Oh yeah. I just thought I, I was just meant like the whole turnover, how bad Strom was in Phoenix. Oh, right, right, right. And he comes into Chicago and puts up. What, we, were hope, we were hoping game? for that. He was 51 and 58 in 2018, Eight. 19 when he got here. Yeah. He was really good. And then he had 38 and 58 last year. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been a, a tough trade. What's made it kind of easier is that Henry Yokiharu didn't exactly have the greatest year with Buffalo last year. He didn't uh, turn into a top four defenseman or anything like they were hoping to right away. So I think that kind of makes it sit better with Blackhawks fans, but I still, that's another trade where it just, it just makes you scratch your head because Nylander, he has talent, but he's just never been able to produce wherever he's played. And as I said, even in the AHL, when we first acquired him, I remember looking at his numbers in the A and I was like, this guy was picked eighth. Like it's, it's concerning for sure. So I think that was just a little bit too big of a gamble. Um, but I think that's a trade that we'll be able to talk more about in probably four or five years. Right. And we'll be able to tell who really won it. I don't know how we haven't talked about Quenville. Quenville's canning. Yeah. I, that was, that Sad was another day. thing too. Another, I mean, another one. I'll never forget where I was by the way. Jesus, where were you? I was, and I woke up in my bed in college. Woke up, and I could not believe it. Could not. I. They just fired the wrong guy. It was that simple. They fired the. Wrong I know. Guy. I know. That was that. That another. It's like I know. I said like that was the point, but like that was the book slamming shut. Okay, it, I'm just. Done. It really sucked, and I, I, I like. I understood that, you know, maybe Quenville was fallen. You know soft years in the locker room maybe after him being there for so long but just such a respected guy a known players coach very and, phil jackson-esque ushering right. out like with the the gm who built it all is like i don't want him anymore and right, because like, the petty indifferences and then but that's not the guy to go but he's also the one in, in charge that did. gets to make that decision so yeah definitely one of those scenarios where Joel doesn't, he doesn't control all the moves that go on behind closed doors. And he obviously had a say in it. He wasn't one to uh, shy away from speaking up about, you know, his displeasures with what they were doing and stuff. Um, so yeah, it was just, just a sad one that unfortunately got pinned on the, on the wrong guy. And we're still, uh, still sitting around with Stanley Bowman. All right. So what are you uh, expecting, I guess, going into the season? Do you, uh, are you optimistic? Are you, uh, still pretty down in the dumps. Like, how are you, how are you feeling about it? I'm honestly optimistic. I don't, I, it would really have to be a very weird season for me not to be optimistic about a Blackhawks team just because you mean like, a, you mean like a 17 win season, something like I, that. I'm still intrigued by it because I, there's so many storylines that need to be figured out and I'm really intrigued by it. Honestly, uh, I'm really interested to see, how the Blackhawks are going to go about this rebuild. I'm interested to see how Adam Boquist is going to fill in, taking the next step. If Ian Mitchell is going to be a top four guy, like we hyped him up to be. Uh, if Dylan Strome is going to lock himself in as part of this rebuild, he just signed that bridge deal. So while, yeah, it's probably going to be a wash in terms of win, wins and losses. I'm not, not going to lie to anyone, but 
I still feel like this is going to be a crucial year for the rebuild. And we're really going to find out what pieces of the puzzle we already have and what pieces of the puzzle we still need to go out and get in order to get back to that championship window. We grew accustomed to for those six or seven years. So I think it's still going to be fun, even though, you know, it's going to be probably a 21 season, 21 season at best, maybe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, part two of my conversation with the guys from lockdown red wings will continue in just a moment. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action by going to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Are you ready for some football? The NFL regular season finished up this past weekend, and the playoff picture is now finalized. And there's only one place that has you covered, for all your betting needs in one place that we trust, betonline.ag. You can also visit the Lockdown Podcast Network's exclusive partner on social media at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first betonline.ag deposit. I mean, Jimmy Howard's still a, a <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Howard's still out there. If you want to, yeah. if you want to pick him up, you know what sounds great for a rebuild? A thirty-seven-year-old netminder <laughs> <laughs> coming off an eight eighty-two save percentage and a twenty-game losing streak. Honestly, and and that's the thing that like gives me pause about the Blackhawks this season is their goaltending situation is so up in the air. Like we talked about, right. the defense is not really. I mean, like it's it's kind of league average, below league average, slightly. And then, I mean, if you, if, and this is, this is an issue that the Red Wings had last year. This is why I worry for you, Jack. Actually, I don't worry. I hope, I wish you suffered to be quite honest. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, like but this is, this is, it, it reminds me a lot of the situation of, of last year's Red Wings where goaltending's up in the air. You don't know what you're going to get from it. It turned out to be really bad. The defense we all kind of knew was going to be pretty bad. We knew that the Red Wings were going to have to kind of plug and play with some of their younger pieces. That became more and more evident as the season went on and guys got hurt, much like you guys are dealing with injuries at this current point in time. And it was very much, uh, okay, this is a lost season. We're trying for the number one overall pick. We're trying to see who uh, will be here long-term. But the fact of the matter is nobody really jumped out and stole a spot. Nobody jumped out and said, I need to be on this team and I need to be in your plans going forward. And so I'm wondering if that's a situation that the Blackhawks are about to enter to where, uh, I mean, they go into the season with kind of, well, we'll just wait and see. We are technically a rebuilding team, so I'm not really having expectations too high. But then I, there, there's just high potential for shit to hit the fan is what I'm definitely, saying. Definitely. And I'm first off going to say, I hope that doesn't happen in the Blackhawks. I hope our prospects step up and uh, make themselves known and make themselves officially parts of this rebuilding process. But if that doesn't happen, I still think that knowing we have Kirby Doc in our back pocket, knowing Patrick Kane's still going to be here, knowing Jonathan Taze is still going to be here and coming out with, you know, probably a top five draft pick. I still don't think that's the absolute end of the world for the Blackhawks. Um, and yeah, it definitely could get real gross. I'm not obviously with 
a question mark at goaltending. We have no experience really there at all. We could be allowing five, six goals a game, and it could be, you know, as you said, 15, 15 wins we're, we're picking in the lottery. But if that happens, I still think we have enough pieces where we know that's not going to become a common thing, mm-hmm. at, at least. I think we know that Kirby Doc is going to be really good. I think we, us Blackhawks fans can say that with confidence. Kirby Doc's looked really good and before he suffered that injury with Canada. A freak, in, like if there ever was a freak injury. A the, freak injury. Such a, a hit that looked so nonchalant. And, and he didn't just like mess something up. He oh, like his, I saw that photo that, that was like, yeah, it was like eight pixels, eight pixels. And it, it was, was just S. like, it was, yeah, it was an S it was just, it was Ethan texted to me at like 1130 at night. One night I was like, Jesus, dude, I'm in bed. Like <laughs> the last, the last two weeks of 2020 were an absolute nightmare. An absolute. N- what happened? It was like, we got to escort Patrick Kane out of Chicago before he gets hit by a bus or something, dude. He's, he's gonna be. I was talking with uh Sarah Avampato on Lockdown NHL, and she was like, You guys gotta get Patrick Kane one of those hamster wheels to walk around Chicago in <laughs> for oh real. You gosh. might have to. All right, uh, let me let me let, let us put our arms around each other real quick for one second and be on the same team here. How are you feeling about the rest of the division? Because I think I've settled on extremely mediocre, yeah. Uh, besides. The Blackhawks and the Red Wings, I think we both expect them to be six or seven and eight. I don't think that's a surprise. Um, but besides Dallas and Tampa Bay, it's pretty middle of the pack. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Carolina and Columbus, though. They're two teams that they're kind of were right there and they have some pieces. Um, so it's definitely not deep like the uh, not the Pacific. The Pacific's not deep at all, like the north or the east. Um, but I. I don't think it's going to be that tough of a division. So I think the Blackhawks are going to, and the Red Wings will find some wins in there playing Nashville. Nashville's kind of, what are they doing? Florida's yeah. kind of at that same point. Um, so uh, I don't think it's going to be too challenging for the Blackhawks. So I'm not that worried about the competition playing Tampa eight times. though is definitely a worry. They might win 45. <laughs> they might win 45 to 50 games. And so I just think that like, yes, you mentioned the guys at the top Tampa. I think Carolina is a cup contender. I don't think you can call Columbus a cup contender just yet. No, Uh, but Torts always has his team ready to go somehow. Exactly. What about Pierre-Luc Dubois saying, hey guys, I kind of want to go play for a, a cool city here. I don't really want to be here anymore. Columbus kind of blows. Did you guys? Did you guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Did you guys see his? his you tell, uh, he's kind of like, you tell me I come to a big city. It's not a big city. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys see his, like, they, his media availability from, like, yesterday, the first day of camp? It was so awkward and i've never i i've never really watched him before so i don't know if this is how he just talks but he was like he sounded really nervous and like he was he was struggling through it he's like um what i'm going to do is you know um uh just you know, i'm just here to be a good teammate and then and then and and when i'm as if i if i play for columbia the blue jackets if that logo is on my in my jersey um i'm going to i'm going to play so um today you know yeah it it was it was very much like like oh man this dude no this dude is like 
Like, you know, when you do something bad and you know that like people are going to find oh, yeah. out about it eventually, <laughs> and then, like, or like when your dog poops and like, they know they pooped. <laughs> Yeah. But then they like, as soon as they see <laughs> and then they you, put a they like start to cower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's what happened to Pierre-Luc Dubois and his media availability yesterday. What a situation. I mean, they signed him to a bridge deal, but it sounds like it only got worse. Like, <laughs> I know. And I, I just, I, I thought it's, I really feel bad for those teams. I, I was on an NHL, uh, like just a random, like hockey Facebook group. And I saw some guy post this letter an open letter to Gary Bettman, just some middle-aged dude. And he was like, uh, Mr. Gary, he's a Winnipeg Jets fan. And it's just really, really sad how nobody wants to play there. And they all just get to leave and go places that they want to be. And he gets that Winnipeg isn't the nicest place to live, but they have good schools. And, you know, it's a good place to raise a family. And he just wished, and like, it was just like so sad because he's just like, why does everybody keep leaving? And he's just like this middle-aged dude. And like, I feel that on a very, very real level. I 100% feel that as somebody who has watched the Lions for, you know, my entire lifetime and seen how many of those greats walk out the door, either through free agency or via via retirement. retirement. (laughs) Uh, And so like, I I really do feel that. And I think it's like maybe in the NHL a lot uh, different than in some other sports where like, there are some cities that are literally just like uninhabitable (laughs) because of the cold and it just sucks to be there. That's, that's a really good point because think about, and Columbus is a great example because imagine the Columbus blue jackets were, the Tampa Bay Blue Jackets. Do you think they lose Artemi Panarin, Sergei Sergey Bobrovsky, Matt Duchesne? They lose everyone? You think if they're in Tampa Bay, they're going to lose all those guys? I guarantee not. Yeah. So that's That does really, really suck. And that poor old dude. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before this conversation wraps up with the guys from Lockdown Red Wings, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome flavors like toffee, almond, banana bread, raspberry, and they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps to get 20% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And be sure to use our promo code Locked on in all caps for 20% off your next Built Bar order. I know, and like there are just I know that there are so many fan bases that feel that way. And it, it is it it's just the nature of the beast. You're a small market team. That's what's gonna keep uh happening to you. Back on the topic of uh the the rest of the division, and we'll and we'll talk about this to close things out because we have run extremely long here uh when i i just think that we we talked about those three teams at the top but i think four through eight i think there's going to be a lot of like back and forth like dallas is going to be probably not bad next year uh 
Tyler Sagan's out, I think, for the entire season. Is he? I don't know. He's, he's screwed up, though. He had he had said surgeries. I know he had a bunch of very long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, who knows what they're going to be? They were kind of a, a randomly in the con- or in the Stanley Cup final right. team. Uh, but I just think there's going to be a lot of like getting one over on people. Like I think just those weeks where like you're just going to be like, oh, they stole three out of four from Florida. You know, like, oh, they stole, right. they, they split with Nashville. And I think there's going to be a lot of those to where these teams aren't very good. And when you play them over and over again, you're bound to get one because the other team's bound to take you for granted at some point or because they've played you so many times, they think they know your game and things like that. And I think that's honestly league-wide going to create just a little bit more parity uh, with things. Not to mention too that it's it's like a baseball schedule this year, right? Like you're, you're telling me if you guys are playing each other, you know, two nights out of three, like there's people, you know, people have good games and bad games. I there's going to be splits, under, right? I mean, you have to play them eight times, and you're playing everybody at least back to back. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's right. going to be wins and losses. It's going to be a, it's going to be much different than the Red Wings losing 14 in a row. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think there will be any 13-game losing streaks this season. The middle of the division's up for grabs 100%. Besides, I, I have Tampa obviously at one. Carolina's probably two. I think Dallas still has the defense and goaltending to be three. Defense and goaltending will win you games in this league 100%. Um, but besides that, uh, Columbus, Nashville, Florida, what are they going to do? They're really – they have rosters where – you look at them on paper and you say that it could really be either end of the spectrum. You could see this team playing mm-hmm. well and maybe they surprise some people or also you would not be surprised in the least to say, Oh, Nashville sucked the season or Carolina took a step back I don't th- or Columbus, excuse me, took a step back. I don't think anyone would be surprised by that notion at all. So I, I do agree. I think, especially in this baseball like schedule, there's going to be some more victories up for grabs than in a normal year, just because you're playing a team eight times. People are going to get yeah. theirs. That's just how it's going to go. I also think that that's going to make the losing streaks a lot worse. Like when you lose, like when you lose four in a row to Florida, like that's going to suck way worse than losing one to Florida, one to Tampa, one to uh, the thrashers, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. Uh, as the season goes on, I think that's going to make it kind of suck a lot worse. And you're like, oh, dude, we got to play Dallas again. Play them again. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I'm so sick of these guys. We just played them seven times. And and there's a months. lot of like four, there's a lot of four game stretches too, which I think makes it interesting. Like obviously a I lot of them that. are going to be like two, two game series, but. A bunch of mini playoff series. Yeah, what do you guys, real. since you're in the Eastern time zone, what are your thoughts about uh, all the start times for the games? Have you seen that? Did no, they get rid I, of the Eastern time zone? They got rid wrong? of the Eastern time zone? Maybe I'm – oh, no, no. They only got rid of the mountain, the Pacific. I apologize. Did you guys see that, though? Like, no. all the starts are coming at si- – you didn't see that? All the starts are coming at, like, 7.30 this or 7 o'clock, something like that Shit. with the schedule. Yeah, they oh. got rid of mountain times. I'm pretty sure the Blackhawks – I forget what it was. I'm going to have to go take a gander on the old Twitter real quick. NHL TV is going to be popping. Right. Good. Because I saw – where was it? I got to find the schedule. But I know the Blackhawks aren't – like every game the, the Blackhawks are playing this year is going to be over by 10 o'clock because they're not going to be having to play in the mountain times or the Pacific time zones, and I'm assuming that – Isn't is that nice, dude? Game. Aren't you excited about that? When we came over to the East, it was like, honestly, you don't even realize just how amazing it is. Right. 
especially you you guys playing over in like los angeles a 10 30 start that sounds horrendous yeah, yeah exactly didn't watch any. yeah don't watch it i didn't watch any of those games growing up very like, much in bed i have to get up early i don't like i'll watch the first period but i have to go to bed third period puck me. drops at one <laughs> third period puck drops at 1 a.m sharp i'll meet, meet you on the 18th green <laughs> All right, Jack, we've had a ton of fun. Thank you for uh, taking the time to dig in uh, to some of the Blackhawks information, dig up some of those old scars that I know you had probably been healing for some time. Uh, Where can people find you on Twitter? What else do you do? Anything that might be uh, of interest to some Metro Detroiters or just hockey fans in general? Yeah, so if you have any interest in checking out what's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks at this point as we head into the season, you can find my podcast on Twitter at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. And I also have my own Blackhawks, strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey. Me personally, you can find me at Jack Bushman 2 on Twitter. Uh, all three spots are good sources for Blackhawks news. It's basically all I'm doing all the time. So you can find me on there. Perfect. And we are going to have to keep up with you guys since I mentioned we do play uh, you eight times this year. Thank you so much, man. I'm sure we'll talk to you throughout the season, maybe after one of these like four game benders where, you know, that that's like eight to six every game. I'm sure there'll be a lot of, a lot of those. It'll be fun when they, when these two teams get together, you could throw out the record books. Uh, (laughs) All right, man. Appreciate you. We'll see you. And we'll see you all back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up my conversation with Nolan Bianchi and Ethan Smith of Lockdown Red Wings. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown Bets podcast. Every day, your boy Q and Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports provide you with the biggest locks, must-hit parlays, plus which teams to fade across all professional sports. Be sure to give Lockdown Bets a listen wherever you may get your podcasts. Plus, be sure to check out betonline.ag to see all the lines and odds for any game you want to win money on. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday, so for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.